Broadcasting live through Luda the Beacon, this is Wagdai Weekly, the show that covers all things Wagdai. Wagdai is a Web3 based project that utilizes theatrical storytelling with fantasy role playing to create an immersive adventure experience. This is Josiah in the studio. At any time, hit that mic on your lower left screen to claim your seat. And also, as a disclaimer to our live audience, some content in the show may be repeated from the previous show due to failure to record. Gentlemen, ding dong, the witch is dead. K.O.? Yes, how's it going? Well, it's been a crazy few days uh, since we had the first night of the war. Yeah, uh, we've got the bulwark of the serpent and the encampment of her light going at it. We have already seen uh, 77 dead. Uh, how do you want to cover this? There's a lot to go over. Good, good point. Uh, let's see. Let's let's touch upon the spaces first. I, I think that's that's pretty important. Also, should we set the stage real quick? Just um, because we. We don't have that recorded for for our uh, Spotify or just podcast listeners that the church is aflame and uh, war is afoot. And uh, essentially, we were given a new, introduced to a new mechanic within Wagdai, um, which is location staking. And immediately following that mechanic being released, we were, um, you know, it, first it seemed like we were, we were going to stake at the church. And then two options popped up. And it was the encampment, which is for Agora, or the bulwark of the serpent, which is for the worm. And now we are have entered into our first battle. Um, and it's, you know, Agora versus the serpent. Uh, yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, so for those of you who are playing along at home, uh, you can go to fadeofwagdai.com slash characters and check out the new staking mechanic. By the time you're hearing this, though, if I mean, I think it's closed now, but the uh, uh, you know it would allow you to stake individual Wagdai characters to either side um, for the war. We are we've already been through one of the war spaces, um, and now we are waiting on the second one. Um, a lot happened in that first war spaces. Josiah, do you want to go over some of the major events? Absolutely. So our spaces opens with some of the atmosphere. We heard some, some, you know, some, the, some of the fire going on. And then obviously our stand-in narrator for our Wagdai experience, she who smiles, comes in. She does her spiel. She kind of sets the scene. Um, and then there, there are a few people who are mentioned, actually. She names some of the exemplar Wagdais on the side of, of Mother Agora. She names Elutarin the Crusader, which is actually Cold World's Wagdai. She names Jacob the Devoted, which belongs to Uncle Brian, and Soldar the Chimerical, who is Fununculus's Wagdai. So pretty cool. After she finishes there, um, there's another character who comes up. I think his, I don't know, he's like a general of her life. Yeah, we don't have a name for that character yet, but like that's kind of what we've been calling him uh, so far. But yeah, he he pops in uh, the general of her light to give sort of a uh, rallying speech to the troops to remind them that though they are you know facing certain death, the glory of her light is worth dying for, and the 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 glory of the heavens thereafter is worth you know all all of their devotion. So, yeah. so he kind of bolsters them. That 
some of the you just reminded me man i mean that i definitely highly recommend to everybody to go to um you know wag die underscore eth uh eth um on twitter and go to the conflict begins spaces and just listen to that epic battle we also talk afterwards um because you, we get to hear for the first time Detreaty's voice as well as these other um, <laughs> this, this other character that we, we were just talking about. And that that by far was my favorite, like getting to hear the voice of Detreaty. Um, Detreaty the Swamp Witch, that is. Right. So, I mean, let, uh, let's talk about the mechanics of it all, because I'm curious how your expectation of the wars start, uh, you know, compared to the reality of it. Um, you know, we knew that there would be some dead on either side. We didn't really know how many were going to die. We didn't know that there was going to be two parts to this war. Um, and also the fact that, like, they gave us this audio spaces and then let it linger, let the community kind of take over. And we got to, like, watch the blockchain live and see what the results were kind of together as a community. Um, I'm curious what your thoughts on on those outcomes were like, or, or, or how did it play out compared to what you were conceiving? I, I think we were very much in the mind um, in our first one, you know, our first attempt to record this space um, prior to the war that, you know, this would, that, that obviously the whole battle would not happen. So I, I did not expect it to be over. I expected it to be, you know, part one type type deal. Um, of how many parts I don't know. I think we actually had somebody come up and speculate that there would be six parts. I don't think it's going that far. But regardless, um, that ex- expectations were met there. Um, I, I think you know, I, I, I think I was over even even still knowing that it was a first part. I kind of expected maybe more bloodshed. Um, and so, but even though there was. It's quite a, a, a amount, you know, 70-something that, that passed. 55 on um, Vagora and 22, I believe, for the Serpent. Um, so, you know, and one of the things, too, that I don't think any of us were expecting is there was only 22 hit on the Serpent, and one of those was a one-of-one one to treaty the Swamp Witch that was taken out. So that was, I think that, that shocked a lot of people. Um but it also, too, you know, it shocked and sobered very, very many and, and made it clear, which we were warned well ahead of time, that uh, nobody was safe. Um, yeah, there's there's other mechanics and things I want, I'm definitely down to, to dive into and, you know, that I speculated on. But I'll, I'll leave it there and let, let either you or Josiah continue on your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I kind of want to tell, let's just dive into the meat of it, because Detriti dying in this fight is, like, the biggest thing to happen here in a long time. Let's not, let's not dance around it. Um, this is the first time any of the 17 have seen, you know, a direct player action influencing their fate. Uh, it's the first time we've seen a, seven, a member of the 17 die. Uh, it's also kind of cool to see the ramifications of that, uh, you know, both tokens wise, you know, uh, uh, Brennan, who, who was in control of the treaty has received a, a new token of Concord, the skull of the treaty, which is a, you know, like, like the treaty herself, a one of one, um, but she is gone for through the lore. You know, there's been a lot over the last few days detailing 
um, you know, the the hows of her death in the battlefield today had a very long uh, uh, tweet thread um, recounting every single death in the battlefield, but going into uh, exemplary detail specifically about the treaty. And then we had this phenomenal art piece depicting the battle and highlighting the treaty's, uh, you know, involvement in it. The, the her her being surrounded by all these soldiers and, uh, you know, her flaming skull attacking everybody at the same time. It quite an awesome piece it's probably one of my favorite things to have come out of the project in a long time um just because it's like uh you know i tweeted about this but it's like you know it's a great piece of art but it's not it's like not just art like i know all of the characters in there not just the like major characters but like i can tell i know the players behind those characters and like it's this big community kind of mural in a sense um but yeah, we are slowly starting to figure out the lore implications of Detriti's death. Um, you know, she was a force of chaos through creativity or, or creativity from chaos. Um, and I'm curious to know what that means in this world now that she's gone. Yeah. In, uh, in this, in the soundbite during the episodic spaces, when she had her, her little uh, dialogue, you know, she was she was recounting like the forces of nature. And she mentioned a lot of things that overlap with the domain of the worm, like the underground, like the moss, like the swamps. So, you know, pulling from a lot of that natural life um, domain that she kind of rules over. I I I feel like what they did with with that whole first night battle was they kind of bided their time out in terms of dropping like segments of the war. Like, I feel like almost when the spaces ended, you know, obviously you and Wolf came up and then it was kind of like, okay, what's happening now, right? Because there, there, was, there was no movement on the blockchain. So everyone was kind of like, who, who died? And then as that information was slowly rolling out live, everyone was reacting. And then, you know, the night of, I, I remember it was Council of Six. He was in the library and he was like, why, why is there no lore for the dead ones? Like, this is dull. And then lo and behold, the, the two drops like a thread, a book thread of all these individual character deaths. And I think, you know, reading through some of those, it's really incredible. What, what did you guys learn about the characters? Um, I saw that Council of Six probably had the highest death count kill. Yeah, I think I think that's true. I mean, I think like everybody, you know, I, I immediately started searching for references to my own characters, learned that not, not only did none of my people die, but none of them even killed anybody. So I had absolutely no impact on this battle whatsoever so far. Um, but, uh, you know. Uh, it, it, it's cool seeing some of the individual story, you, you know, like, oh, this person got tripped and stabbed by this person. This person got strangled by that person. And like, you know, you can find, even if you didn't have a character die, you can find reference to your character possibly as a killer, <laughs> like as somebody who's made yeah. a kill in the war and you can yeah. update your bio with that. Yeah. It reminded me of, it's like why, why die rumble. Like that's exactly what it, it played out to me. I, I have some of some that uh, stuck out to me here. Chathi Unthraft was suffocated under the fallen femur of detrite. Soul twenty seven twenty two was killed by a sword, revived in dark necromancy by the council, and slain again by Ivan of the Order. Major asshole was bled out by fifty stabs from Zidane the Swift. 
Prince Hambone was punctured by a weaponized horn. So 4334 was perished before arriving at the battlefield due to an ailment. Like, that is good stuff. Yeah, I, it, it's and it's a lot. Like, I, I copied all of that into the Discord so that we could have our little um, uh, war death f- functionality. And you could just, like, punch it in and it'll give you a random, like, you know, explainer for how somebody died. It's a lot of content. Like... That's a, a lot. If I mean, I don't know if it's handwritten. I, I don't know what's more impressive to me. If it were handwritten or if it was generated, which means that they've built some sort of like text generator or death generator um, for uh-huh. this thing. But like at the same time, it seems like super specific to have done it for this one event, which then gets me thinking, are we going to have more wars Is, to, to use this kind of tech? Like you wouldn't build the tech if there wasn't going to be more wars. I don't know. It's just like... A super weird but interesting experiment format-wise also. Like, we've never had a crazy long tweet thread like that um, in the project. And, like, it takes up, you know, this, like, massive wall of text in the the storyline. But, you know, it's an interesting experiment. And I like seeing the devs experiment with things. It does if, if it's even if it's not a perfect you know result like I'm I'm cool to see cool new experiments with with how the content is delivered uh, and this is one of them definitely yeah I'm 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 in the same boat as you I mean I feel like since the beginning we you know the the devs have not been shy about uh, experimenting and trying different things you know seeing what sticks and and also too sometimes if you know improving upon things right you know like things starting with within um twitter votes and then expanding to snapshot and now we're you know location staking like it's it's pretty incredible um i to to call back to two things one i love the the rumble comparison i'm definitely very familiar with that um bot josiah but uh, i I obviously i think it was a lot better than rumble (laughs) um even though rumble is has its own pretty funny quirks and you know getting stabbed in the eye with a cucumber but one thing I will say is that if it was generated in some way, I would imagine they would have to do some kind of customization of, of like specific, <clears throat> maybe giving some abilities because Detreaty, you know, was very on brand with the way that people were killed by Detreaty or hurt by Detreaty, um, as well as the, the people that were affected by like the Noxium brew from the Nameless Charter, <laughs> you know, so like... Um, so, which is kind of cool to think about, like, I guess if you were going to build something out like this is that you would not only put in the character names, but you would also maybe give them like different attack types, (laughs) um, and then allow for the random generator to like pull from those. It's kind of a cool thing to play with and think about. Um, even if they didn't, you know, if they hand custom did this conceiving of and thinking of like a text generator that does something like that would be incredible. Right, and there's been a couple other new things happened in the week since uh, since the fight. I mean, actually, I say week; it's been days, literally, right? Like it's been it's only been like two, three days, right? We've yeah. had um, we had some crazy community lore happen. Um, uh, oh, a re- reiteration for some of the new mechanical stuff in case people uh, are catching up. You know, now um, there's a couple cool things. You can go to wagdie.world/pilgrims. And there's a really great breakdown of the individual wag guys in their armies, uh, who's been burned, who's who's staked who. Uh, you can see all of the characters sorted by uh, rarity and owners and 
uh, and across both of these armies. So that's a really great thing. Um, we also uh, issued, I, I issued a bunch of POAPs uh, for everybody who had staked um, in the war. Actually, I've got to go update that now that staking is also locked again, but there's two new POAPs, um, just little tokens to say, hey, you know, you were in the war. Um, although, uh, since the war, uh, first first phase of the war is done, everybody who participated on either side got one of two new tokens of Concord, um, being the Band of the Bulwark for those who were fighting on behalf of the Serpent, and the uh, uh, Encampment token, is that right? What was, what was it called? Correct. Medallion. Yeah. Encampment Medallion. Um, for those who were who were fighting for Mother Agora, and so those are two brand new tokens of Concord that have like a pretty high supply compared to most others. But I mean, it's to be expected for this many people playing. Definitely, and that's I um, originally was meaning to save that for when we we're gonna, you know, segue or transition into Masri D, but because I I really am under the impression and highly speculate, especially now that we've seen these things and they look like coins. Um, because we were introduced to this this character who is a traveling merchant, has armor and beasts, um, and right before we went to the church, or right as we got to the church, but then now we haven't heard from them since. So it kind of lines up that we're probably going to be able to interact with this new mechanic and character after this battle is over, and the disbursement of coins definitely in mass so everybody's getting one for for, for you know for being in and etc and if now there's multiple rounds like there could be different maybe maybe you're shopping with these items um these tokens of concord and you know so i don't know or who knows how it's going to work but they, i definitely got my brain churning on different possibilities for silence what do you think you think you're going to be able to buy some cool stuff with your coins your medallions not sure but I do hope I get more than one vote for Yeah, that's uh that's a curious one. I know Merlin was speculating that actually, like you were saying, King, due to the influx of these talks, that they would actually have no voting value at all. That their their value and purpose is actually rooted in something else, which is what the whole speculation with Masri D is. Interesting. Uh, Silence just mentioned voting, and I, I, I don't know why I thought we still had like the Conclave Treasury allocation open to check. I just popped on to decide.fateofwagdie.com, and so earlier today there were two new ENS names uh, claimed by the Wagdie account itself. There was followers of the serpent.eth and followers of agora.eth. And if you go to decide.fateofwagdie right now, uh, there is something called... Wolf, you're going to have to explain this to me because I don't know Snapshot half as well as you do, but... Subspaces. Yeah, what is that? It's when you create, basically, you know, decide.fateofwagdie.com is actually taking you to snapshot.org, you know, forward slash pound, forward slash wagdie.eth. You you create spaces tied on your tied to your to an ENS name, right? So we have a Wagdai space. That's our main one, which is linked to decide.fateofwagdai.com. We now have subspaces, which are now separate spaces that you'll have to join, and those spaces will be for um, voting. And each one has the coins. So now it looks like they're getting their own separate voting. 
for followers of the serpent and followers of Agora. Hold on. So, okay. So I'm, I, I again, I'm pretty new to snapshot, so I don't understand a lot of how that works. Does that mean that like they're going to have different v- votes than the normal votes that we have? The proposals are they going to have different proposals on those subspaces? It's completely. That how that works? It's that's yeah. That's a space is like you know if you were to go from this snapshot to you know, uh, choose another project snapshot, right. Or another DAO it's brand new, right. It's empty. There's no, or it has its own proposals. These things are going to have their own proposals. They're, they're completely separate. If you go to each one of these, I've clicked on both right now. You actually have to join, um, those groups because, you know, nobody's really joined them yet because they're brand new and I don't think they know that they exist. Um, and there will be new proposals through those. Um, they're completely separate. They, they have no, you can't see any um, proposals from the past ones. Interesting. And what impact do these subspaces have on, I guess I'll call it the main space proposals? Does it ha- Do they have any impact on them? I imagine not. I imagine that they probably separated these um, because they're going to have their own voting mechanics. <laughs> and I don't know what they plan to do with this and like how it's going to work or that's, that's up to them to decide. Um, and they, they must have some master plan based on them doing this, which, you know, leaves us different speculation. So one thing we could be is we could introduce some new mechanics during, after this battle um, where those who, you know, have the serpent tokens are voting um and those who have the agora ones are voting on separate proposals i don't know for what who knows like i, I have the, the the possibilities are endless um they can do whatever they want these are it's like essentially pretend that we just created the snapshot now a brand new one with new tokens tied to it um but we we just created two or they created two and they both are separate who knows what they plan to do with these and how they're going to introduce it but uh it's looking like some possible new, um, you know, mechanics could be introduced to the game, um, or maybe something that we're not seeing. Can you can you see what the like token weighting is? Or I mean, like I I'm I'm under the impression or assumption like they're they're using the icons of the new tokens, so one would assume that like it's strictly. Going... I'm looking at it right now. It's strictly based on those tokens it, only. So that's why I'm that's and that which is what I um, was kind of um, assuming was was how this is going to work. Those tokens are only so like if you have if you only have one of one of those tokens like on one side, you, you can't go into the other one and vote. Um, it has nothing to do with your wag die. It has nothing to do with any other token in the Concord. They're only it's each one is is voting with only those tokens. So they're basically creating their own subgroups. Uh, you know, their own spaces, brand new, um, who knows what they plan to do with these and how they're going to use them. But they, they're they ensuring now that those who've picked up these tokens are being split up and will have their own separate proposals, um, which I imagine, you know, th- maybe these aren't going to be DAO related. They're going to be more like, you know, we, we've talked about this about like, um, you know, since early days, right, that we make decisions all as a group. And we all went as a group Um, and we've had some now, you know, some voting introduced, but like, even if we voted, we still all went where um, everybody else decided. And then we had the path of, uh, you know, the the right path of, 
and 30 people went off while the rest stayed behind. We've had that kind of going on. And then now we have this war where we split up into two groups against each other. Now it looks like maybe after this war or during this war, there could be decisions that come up to vote on um, based on maybe what's going to happen next. Where are you going to go next? What are you going to do? And they can make it specifically to those groups, like targeting them, right? Only those who hold the serpent token, only those who hold the encampment token. So um, pretty interesting things to consider. That is uh, fascinating. (laughs) Um, I'm very curious to see where that leads. I'm, I'm, I'm all for more narrative votes. I think that's like one of the coolest things about the project. And I'm kind of interested in the division, you know, like we've kind of like there's we have a lot of different tokens of Concord, but, you know, the utility of them as voting tools, it kind of gets uh, homogenized in, you know, there are they're all the same, you know, they're all used for the same thing, kind of um, apart from, you know, the ones that the Concord of Research, you know, uh, uh, flexes and, and, you know, we have our discord for that or the, the crows have their discord for theirs. Um, most of them don't have any specific utility beyond the voting power, but these have exclusive voting power now. Okay. So I get it. And is it too, it's still too late to go stake more. Of course it's too late to stake more now. Of course these guys are good. <laughs> I, 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 I kind of wish I'd sent more people to the war now to get more of these things. And yeah. also to think about it this way is, um, you know, if, if you were maybe heavy on one side or only chose one side, maybe you're limited to only one, um, you're kind of now, there's this whole, you know, there. if you don't have, you know, at least one of each, there's going to be stuff that's going to happen and you're going to, you know, now, unless you go and buy off OpenSea, you know, how are you going to participate? You're not going to be able to participate in those decisions and play in that, whatever that is. So um, it, 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 I think it, you know, so one thing that's kind of interesting to think about how this is kind of, um, you know, might balance things, I guess, so to say, or to get people, you know, is everybody, you know, if a lot of people rush into one side right now, um, there's this whole other side that has way is, is less underrepresented and less access, which could be an advantage to those people, um, with their, their voting. Right. Or, you know, it's in anyway, so it, it could encourage basically people to, want to have access to both, right? Or to switch and go to another side to get more. Yeah, anyways, there's a lot of cool things that can come about from this to think about meta-wise and game theory um, in addition to everything else we got going on. I still have no interest in uh, Serpent Token, but uh, yeah, this is cool, man. I had no idea about that this was actually in... uh, I had no idea about this until you brought it up. Uh, When I was talking about the votes, I was just talking about Iculus saying that um, Concord proposing that Concord tokens would have another vote, a second, be, be worth more voting power in the Conclave discussion. I'm sure you guys saw that. But um, I never thought, like, they would have more voting power in terms of a completely separate, you know, segregated space. That's actually really interesting. Yeah, I'm really curious what the long-term implications of this are. I want to, like... I want to know what the vote uh, before I get too excited about it and, and go buying up tokens on OpenSea. I do want to know what kind of votes are we going to be looking at in each of these subspaces. Um, 
but it's definitely i mean just this this goddamn project just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and there's more new mechanics and stuff for something that was supposed to be like free mint do nothing like dev's kind of doing a lot which speaking of um being impressed by and the devs just like you know here's the thing too with as we you know with wagdai is like there's no uh, there was a little bit i guess of a build up thanks to the keepers um maybe a little bit of a hype leading up to or kind of hinting at location staking but more often than not you know there is things that are just dropped without warning which another thing we haven't got into was fateofwagdai.com slash gather which is this fully tokenized token gated um even your pfp is requires that you have a wagdai and can set it only as that if you are you know do not have that but i think you have tokens or anything else like you kind of get these badass default ones but it's a it's a chat um and it's a chat based on you know i guess for each location and right now we're since we're at the church that's where we're gathering and we're able to talk um and it's this you know that just came out of nowhere um and you know just on that topic of being impressed by the devs and them just one you know dropping things without any hype or announcements or news or hey this we're working on this thing and here it comes you know none of that they just they just do um but it's kind of funny because you know there's obviously people that have their gripes with discord and other things and constantly saying we need a better you know solution i'm not saying this is it by the way but um it's just kind of cool that they you know there's been people complaining since last year about you know creating something better or something different than discord something that's more web3 and these devs just drop this little chat feature on us and it seems simple at first but it's kind of grown on a lot of people how do you guys feel about this gather oh i i love it uh i mean i i saw it as a good opportunity to do like location-based LARPing in the world, you know, like we've had been able to create Twitter threads and, and, you know, have videos and that kind of thing. But this is the first place, like we, we had a little bit of Mazur D coming into the discord for some conversation, but you know, here is another space where, you know, players can role play their characters, um, uh, hash out, you know, kind of story beats, uh, in a public recorded forum, uh, at a location, you know, you, your, your characters met at this spot at this time, and they had this conversation about this and that. And, you know, that can work its way into the lore in like really meaningful ways. But at the same time, you know, it's another space where lore exists. So getting the total picture of everything grows increasingly more impossible but i don't see that i see that as a really good thing you know everybody gets to enjoy their slice of the pie uh and and catch the bits they catch and have this kind of like tailored experience um but it's like it's interesting i'm I, and again we went over this a bit last week but um there you know we're we're all highly suspecting additional locations apart from the church to be available for these gather functions um, where you'll be able to like, you know, send your, your, your wag die to uh, crow's den, for example. Um, and there was a tweet from, uh, the keepers of wag die, very ominous tweet that said that they might have the capacity to like burn characters that are at their location. So 
um, you know, the, the crows were complaining about having, you know, their, their discord chats leaked and stuff. And this can be a very interesting way of, you know, con controlling that secrecy, uh, in game with real consequences for those who betray them. Yeah, it's, it's very, very exciting. And the, the possibilities are definitely endless. Josiah, um, are you here? <laughs> yeah, I'm chill. I'm listening to you guys. I'm listening. I like it. Like hey, since uh, since Brennan is here, can you do your impression of him again? Yeah, w what did he say? There, there's no lore about the devs. This is lame. Lore devs suck. No lore. Well, he got it. He got it. And the treaty, we got. Oh, so we got to get into this, guys. Did you hear that, Brennan? So the treaty dies in this battle. Like her, her NFT is sent to the burn address. Um, nameless charter survives, and then Wolf, what you were saying, right, about the devs just dropping things on us. I feel like the community has modeled that because what what happened was Brennan went and he bought the crow, and he staked it. Followed by Worm Boy Genius, who bought Worm Lord Cull and staked him again. So in the beginning of this conflict, we saw two of the 17 stakes. And now on the second, presumably final night of the conflict, we see two more staked. Oh, and four one of ones in this goddamn war. And they're all on one side of the fight. Which true. That is true. To, yeah. Yeah. To be fair, if Worm Lord Cull went on the Agora side, that would have been weird. Same with Nameless Charter. Um, we, we, you know, Nameless Charter, Nameless Serpent. Like, I mean, come on. There, you know, it's it, it, so far it's been, you know, the only one who I feel like could have gone on Agora just for the fuck of it is is the Crow. But it, you know, it doesn't, the, the Crow doesn't need to pick a side. And it, um, you know, it doesn't matter what side the Crow's on. And it, it all worked out. But I'm, I'm kind of glad that all the character, all the 17 characters who entered this battle, it, it made sense, you know, um, <laughs> it would have, it, they could have really caused some chaos. I mean, I think there was threats at times of, a, or maybe jokes of a PU uplifting herself from the primordial lands <laughs> and making her way into this battle, which would have been interesting to see nonetheless. But I did want to comment that since we've been talking uh, 10 minutes ago, there was a tweet from the main account. It says all souls have declared their side. And it says the final battle is coming. So for those who were wondering, and we were speculating earlier that we knew this was last. Yes. Uh, the first battle was part one. Um, and we didn't know part one of what, I guess it's part one of two. So the, the part two of two is coming. Um, we don't have a date yet or a time or a space. I imagine it's going to be dropped soon, but we do know that this next battle is going to be the final battle, and um, that does make me a little nervous about how bloody things are going to get, but I think everybody who um, entered this battle did so very much knowing that they, you know, nobody's safe, right? <laughs> so then, if we're locked and loaded, let's have a quick look at the rundown of the numbers. It looks like 165 were staked for the encampment of her light. 166 were staked for the serpent, but uh, 55 are dead on, on her light side. So they're at, at 115 and, uh, or sorry, one, 110. 
Uh, and the serpent has 144 after having 22 burned. Right. So, oh, plus, you know, as we've learned, the, the power of a 17 is, you know, 100, um, 100 strength. So, oh, there we go. There. Thanks. Thanks. Council uh, posted a, a better link. Um, yeah, 110 alive in the in the encampment of her light, and 144 alive in the bulwark of the serpent. And you factor in that the three um, additional uh, one of ones on the serpent side add 100 extra souls power each, whatever that means. You know, it factors into the ratio of burns. I guess you're looking at a pretty lopsided fight. Dylan, as as a big champion of. Uh, of the encampment, how are you feeling going into the final battle? If you think about leading up to this, what we were expecting, it's a burning church. It's hole in the ground. I don't think anybody in the right mind um, would stake to her encampment with the intentions of win. like right off the bat. I don't think anybody expected them to win. Right. Like we're obviously beaten down, struggling in our faith. Agora is kind of dissipated. Right. You know, and like being the good guy isn't really an attractive thing, you know, especially in this project. There, there's all these horrible people. Um, no, I'm kidding. But uh, obviously we're going to get our ass kicked. But if I lose a couple floor wag die with the chance to burn a 17, I mean, you know what I mean? Like we have a chance to like really make a make a dent lore wise. I mean, if you believe in, a, in Agora and you knew you were going to die going into this and you can bring down a bad at a 17 on the way. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. It's cool. Like let's, Hey, kill us all, man. If we take one or two 17 with us, fuck man. Like what a story that makes, you know? And it, for the project itself, I mean, let's think about this. There's a lot at stake here. It's just a dice roll, you know, and two, we have a couple 17 stake and they could lose these tokens. And that, you know, coming into this, you know, we were staking. We're like, oh, we might lose some wag that. We might lose some wag that. And then Brennan just fucking stakes the treaty. And I just remember King. I remember you saying like, you're like, holy shit, did he just, did he like, it had to sink in. Like he just staked a, a, a fucking token worth like substantial money, right? Not that any of us sit around talking about how much these tokens are worth. That's a good part about the project, but just the fact that it's a one of one, and he put it at risk. That turned the energy up tenfold on this and has made it so exciting. So maybe we, maybe we all die. I don't know. To be honest, I don't care. This story is absolutely amazing. What's going on here is absolutely amazing. And it just, like, I haven't had, an, there's not a single, like, all the excitement I've had in NFTs combined from every project, other project does not amount to, like, how much fun this has been. You know, I mean, it's just been absolutely unreal and it builds a storyline. If we all die, you know what? Don't care. We're part of the story now. Uh, that's all I could ask for. You know what I mean? So I feel good about it. And I think that um, maybe Agora has some surprises. We'll find out. She's been gone for a while. Like I tweeted, you know, it's hey, if you're from a lower perspective, her if Agora followers, your faith will be made whole. That doesn't mean you're going to win. It means you're probably going to die and get sent to her. You know what I mean? But let's let's see. I'm excited.
Yeah, right on, man. I, I, I'm with you for the lore implications of all of this are massive. You know, like I've I've had preconceptions about like the direction the overall storyline is going to go and, you know, kind of arcs and that kind of thing that would make, you know, this whole thing, you know, you could tell the story this way or that way. But when you really get down to it, there's this like real human element to it that like throws any sort of like perception or, or foretelling out the window and then you add fucking dice on top of that. Uh, it, it just, there's a level of chaos that's just like keeps the thing exciting for us living it. And then, you know, it, it still creates very surprising and uh, interesting stories for those who are, you know, looking back on it uh, down the road. So I'm, I'm with you on that aspect of things for sure. This is definitely making good story. And speaking of story and lore, like I, I'm very intrigued and curious how they're going to handle um, Wormlord Cole's like entrance and play into this because you know I just double checked the wiki and I was pretty certain of this, but like in all of the times that we've learned about the seventeen from Gregor, you know, being one of the first to just like start dropping a bunch on us. Rita recently, which we'll, we'll definitely, we're going to get into that. Um, and, you know, other moments in time and just from our travels, Wormlord Cole is somebody whose name, like, you know, nothing is known about this member yet. It does align, you know, obviously with the serpent, like we can presume that from the name, from the looks, etc. But wh- who is this character? What are, like, you know, what's their story? How many cycles have they lived through? Um, there is so many questions and I'm, I'm very excited to, you know, find out about that character, like, you know, and <laughs> whether or not they're going to, you know, live and die that that's, and that could be insane too. You know, we get introduced to this character and they die right off the rip, but, um, I'm, I'm very excited to, um, kind of, uh, I, I don't know if we forced the devs hands in progressing the story and kind of dropping this or if Cole was going to make an appearance, regardless but it's kind of exciting to think think about i kind of like that about the project if you really want to know something about the story <laughs> just stake a stake a one of one and you'll have and they'll, they'll have to tell you things yeah and again i i, I know i've we, we we said it before but i'm just i'm super impressed with the people that we have um within our community uh you know because there there could have been some 17 members that would have went to war that just probably would have been super ridiculous or weird, um, which would have, you know, been fine and we would have rolled with it, I'm sure. But, uh, you know, I, I feel like everything was kind of kept like on brand in character and, and, you know, and, and um, it, it works out and I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it. And again, as um, her silence was mentioning, I mean, um, and we can dive into this is that like, you know, her silence before we even knew that this war was going on and we just knew we were going to the church was already, you know, in the Genesis um, space where we, where we dueled one of their characters was already recruiting people for Agora and championing, you know, for Agora. And still right now, as you just heard, like staying true, completely devoted, um, even with the odds stacked against him, you know, and, and, and people hating on him and hating on Agora, like this, this guy is not backing down. Um, and if anything is, you know, getting louder, 
raising raising the trumpets, um, you know, and, and being very clear about his devotion to Agora, regardless of what happens in the outcome of this fight. Um, yeah. And there's something very impressive about that. And, and as was mentioned earlier too, Brennan, you know, really kicked things up a notch as well as the others, um, you know, and who put in the nameless charter um, and, uh, and now Worm Boy who threw in Cole. So, you know, th- those definitely, all of that is, is played a part in just adding to the awesomeness of this experience. Um, that it's, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I wonder if we have blinders like, if we were telling this to somebody outside of Wagdai, would they be as impressed as, as we are or be like, what the fuck are you doing? Um, either way, I think it's, it's pretty awesome. I mean, I think to convey it to somebody who's not familiar with the project, like imagine uh, you're Tolkien, right? And you're writing the Lord of the Rings. And all of a sudden you like give someone else control of Gandalf and it's like, yeah, and then Gandalf, he could just, you can just make up, you know, Gandalf joins Sauron at the end. And it's like, that's not how the story supposed, you know, the author wouldn't intend that, but like the level of freedom that this community has to shape that story is incredibly empowering. We have that level of control. But at the same time that we have that level of control, we have that level of like interest and 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 passion for the story where the people who are like willing to do those things aren't going to make Gandalf, you know, join join Sauron. You know, they're they're not going to they don't make the characters stake the wrong side. And that's kind of like one of the cool, beautiful things about invested communities, you know, passionate communities. So um, I, I think it's just a really cool te- this event is a great testament to like how this level of freedom in community operates both from a like dev surrendering power side and the community's reaction to that um, I, I, I've never really been part of anything quite like this before so uh, it's kind of blowing my mind the whole time absolutely her silence you had a thought I mean yeah you gotta think like what if what if um what if uh like let's let's take like game of thrones for instance right and what if you tried to like kind of generally describe the characters and the overall like direction of the first season and then you had to explain the red wedding to somebody you know what i mean like maybe that they kind of the same thing with this like i feel like uh what's really cool is like you know I don't know. I've been thinking about like lore, lore based, like storytelling projects and stuff like that. And, um, and I guess about stories in general, like what's cool about this is, um, we know the dev, the devs are talented, right? Cause they tell a great story, an absolutely great story. And we know they're flexible cause we've kind of fucked with them. We didn't go to the church. We just walked all around it when they kept dropping hints. Right. And we're finally there. Right. So they're very flexible. And, um, you know, I feel like the story and the community's involvement also reflects this, um, that we all just care about the story over everything. The story takes precedence over individual characters. It takes precedence over, um, it, it's kind of like a, you know, I wouldn't say like, we're not telling a story here that has, that sounds generic, that has like obvious good guy, obvious bad guy. Well, kind of, but like, you know, 
it's not going to be some fairy some fairy tale storyline where the hero comes out on top. Like I wouldn't expect that. I expect complete randomness and chaos in a very human story. Like King said, like this story is very interesting because we don't know what will happen. And I have no doubt that like, hey, say a bunch of 17 that we don't have any background on showed up and got killed. It adds a little bit of mystery, in my opinion, that we might not actually get to know them and the devs may simply pivot on it. If we killed somebody without knowing their story, I mean, that's kind of the results that we get is we don't get to know them. We just see them dead, which is also equally cool, to be honest. Like, it adds an air of mystery. And, um, yeah, I feel like a lot of people may not understand the story because it doesn't fit into, like, a traditional story. Like, oh, here's a good guy, here's a bad guy. They fight. There's a love interest. Blah, blah, blah. This happens. Predictable. That's not the case. Like, to understand it, you have to be in it. And you kind of have to see all these different things and be a part of the community and see it. See how invested everybody is, you know? Um, yeah, it wouldn't make a lot of sense if you tried to explain this project to other people, but that's because nobody's in another, like, there's not another, like, this This supersedes NFTs, in my opinion, as far as experience, right? And that's what we're all buying into here, is just an experience and entertainment, right? Um, more so than NFTs, in, in my opinion. And um, the reason it supersedes that is because we're willing to throw a valuable token away for the chance to see how we can impact personally the story that we all hold in such high regard. Like for any of us to say, like we changed the direction of this story as much as we all are engaged in it, think about it, appreciate it as strongly as we feel about the story to make a difference in it or to be a part of it. Is it worth whatever you spent on those tokens? Sure. Sure, that's how good the story is. Like, that's why nobody is talking about the floor price. Nobody's talking about the price of the tokens. That's why Brennan killed the seven, killed the treaty, and is having a fucking blast. I think, you know, and and that says a lot about how good this is. Like, it really is a good like writing lore and writing a story and putting it together theatrically. It's nothing to take lightly. Like, these guys are doing an amazing fucking job, and that's why we're all here. Yeah, on that note, let's talk about some of the community storylines ancillary to the the main storyline with the war right now. Um, I think let's talk about the whole Duck Duck Goose chase with the Jester's Wand and what's become of that. So Merlin slash Julian dropped um, a video, must have been, what, two days ago? Um, And it's probably my my favorite piece of fan created content in this project it has tension it has humor um, it has great visuals and we basically see the ownership of the wand pass from julian unto merlin and then julian pass unto the uh the the grasp of the uh, dark blade guild so actually i think merlin just rolled out a video earlier today about he he's conducting a study on the wand and curious to what he might find with it. Yeah, I do want to say I have to agree with you on it being probably one of the best. The, the thing is, too, is it's funny is because both um, I feel like both Julian and Merlin have put out some of the best content. And I definitely remember, you know, I, I think obviously the 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 climax of the ruined shrine with the, the animated video of Merlin, whether or not that's, I don't know if that's main or community. Um, but that, that's definitely like, you know, a huge highlight, um, incredible video. Um, but this, this one, like you said, between the two, um, Oh, and then obviously (laughs) 
Julian on his on his own has has like you know. But and then but the this video of them together, like you said, it just you get a little bit of everything. Um, I was you know it was it's it's interesting to see too the development of Julian because you know he went on this quest early on with one of my characters and that was one of my first introductions to him and then afterwards he you know kind of became like this this drunk <laughs> or obsessed with the the Noxian brew you know and um and then is kind of seemed almost like this like the like silly whimsical character but ever since he went to the crow's den and studied the wand and especially now that he's ran away had ran away with it his he's totally changed and i mean the way that he was he wasn't scared at all when he ran into merlin <laughs> and was very much like super cocky and you know ready to fight merlin as long as merlin didn't use his magic which in itself you know it presents some humor knowing these characters um, but I was still like very much like, whoa, what's, you know, what's gone into him? Like maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe there's going to be an interesting little battle between these two or something, but of course reality came crashing back <laughs> and, you know, um, especially when somebody else stepped in, which was unexpected and, um, and then their head was popped very quickly by Merlin <laughs> and that just completely shut Julian up. Um, and I felt like I was watching like a TV show or something like even, you know, uh, growing up I'd, watching like these, these, you know, cartoons and things. Well, I still watch cartoons today, but I'm just like thinking like, I mean, I swear the production value of, of just the way that little short was was written and executed was was very well done. Um, and yeah, they're just on another level. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's very impressive. It reminds me a bit of like in the Marvel movies when you know, one character shows up in another one's movie, you know, and that's like, they just have their like little moment of interaction and still carrying on their own storylines. That's, a, that's actually a great point too, is the fact that, you know, cause Merlin has had his own storyline running and still does. And obviously Julian as well. And they had this crossover and it was done very well, but now Julian's, you know, back on his, his journey and Merlin's on his, um, having changed a, a little bit, you know, because he's picked up this wand, but um, it was done in a very, like, you know, almost like, yeah, just very well done without being too intrusive or gimmicky. Like, you know, sometimes you get like that fan service of, of what, what you're talking about when you, you like the, it feels forced, these two characters, but everything lined up, it fit very well. And they had that interaction and now can go their separate ways. Um, yeah, it was very well done. Well, we say off to their separate ways, but Julian is now in the captivity of <laughs> the goddamn Dark Plate Guild. He is uh, he is exactly where I did not want him to be. Uh, personally, me, King Offling, is not happy with this turn of events. Uh, I, I, I will. I, I have many plans laid, uh, but I gotta do something to save Julian right now. I I'll have to say, from my character's perspective, is. I think, you know, Julian is, it's kind of one of the better outcomes <laughs> um, as much as I love Julian, but I would, I would not have interfered and gotten involved in that. <clears throat> I already feel like, you know, the damage has been done towards the Concord of research and the reputation for having any, you know, association in being involved in this period. And, you know, to continue furthering that, by interfering or being involved in that, I feel like would not have been a good decision. Um, yeah, that's that's how I feel at least. 
One of the highlights for me for the entire project was when the Dark Blade Guild rolled out that NFT of a tortured Euler. And it was just the most hilarious, ridiculous thing that came out of the blue. Are we going to see another version with uh, with Julian there? Who knows? God, I, I would not. bet on it. I would bet on it. Um, speaking of, of having characters appear in, in different stories together, we also had the... Uh, the farewell to Rita ceremony come out this past week where we had some members of the, well, the invitation was ex- extended to the entire lost pilgrim, but we had some come together at the Solwar fortress right before the events of, of the church to kind of pay respects. Yeah. V- very. Um, I was, I was more than happy to give the introduction for this. Cause even though it was a community contribution, you had members contribute, but you put it together um, in the end, and I wanted, you know, I was going to give you an introduction um, for it, but so now I'll, I'll come in now and just give you your flowers, Josiah, because, you know, speaking of people who've put out, you know, great stuff, I, you know, I put, I put you pretty, pretty, pretty close up there with Julian and Merlin on, you know, the, the, the well, you know, in terms of putting together a video and, and, and giving some character things, but you also have your own unique side of things where you're on a different level of creating content because, you're, you know, creating this, you've done a really incredible job of creating this content um, for like, the, you know, the community since the beginning, um, when it started with you basically putting together these books, um, and, uh, you know, matching up all the different traits with the 17 um, members of the 17 and kind of piecing those together early on. Um, and, and you, you know, there was this character that you had that was doing this. And now that character is, you know, taken on a life of its own and it's even you know put out his some of his own videos with with uh you know riddles and such and but the way you did this farewell rita video was was excellent i love the the little children <laughs> laughing just these little tiny touches um that you had um throughout that before it then gets into all the different farewells from characters we've even had um seen, uh, who, who was that that uh did it in spanish that's old king arthur uh, yeah. Hunter Land, Hunter Land. Okay, awesome. That was, yeah, that was incredible. Um, I, I love that we had a mixture. So we had, you know, we had a, one in Spanish is it, it mixed in with, with, with our English and each character, um, you know, had their own unique, uh, farewell to Rita and contribution. Um, King, I don't know if you want to talk on yours. Yeah, I just wanted to, you know, Rita's been a, a very good character, and uh, I really appreciated the opportunity to do a little uh, role play here. So, you know, just threw up a thanks to her for for the freedom and the protection that she'd offered, and now she's gone. I left a little uh, a carved wooden owl um, as a symbol to her. Yeah, as I was gonna say, what made you choose the owl just for wisdom or? Yeah, it's a symbol of knowledge and and wisdom. Uh, I, it's been slowly slipping into uh, my own character's narrative arc um, over time. Uh, the the owl is a symbol, um, but you know, I don't know. It just like seemed like a cool little thing to do. You know, I was thinking that Gregor's mask, the ancient device, it looks like an owl. So I was yeah, wondering if there was a connection there. That's well, awesome. It, yeah. And, yeah, and I, I myself, um, you know, did not have a physical thing to leave for Rita directly. So I volunteered, you know, Gunther Wolf's blood 
um, to guarding the the steward, uh, the stalwart, <laughs> and um, and continuing on to with just rec- uh, collecting um, and recording knowledge, uh, kind of you know in the way that that Rita and Gregor were able to do for us. So that's definitely um, you know that that's yeah. I, I felt like that was the best thing I could offer, especially since uh, I, I showed up to a funeral without any anything to to you know give, and I think I. Thought really quickly on my feet, and might have signed myself up for a bigger gift than I, you know, I imagined. But it's also too; it just it seemed fitting. Yeah, I great job, Wolf, with your your delivery of your narration. I know you have said before on occasion that you know voice voice acting or or that sort of thing isn't your strongest spot. So I really feel like you put a lot of heart into your delivery. So nice work there. Um, yeah, besides everyone else who showed up, Olwyn Gray showed up as well, and he was the wag die of Cold World. And as you all know, Cold World is the one who, along with Poof and uh, Bussin' Boy, launched Wag D merch this week. So, uh, Cold World, welcome up, and congratulations on the launch. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, sorry, I'm just chilling in the house eating some chips here. Uh, yeah, uh, Olwyn... Olwyn um, uh, gave uh, Rita her her quote unquote necklace back. Um, it was very tough to part with, but um, about time that thing got buried anyway. Um, yeah, so happy to be here. A lot of shit going on. I, I have I have an opinion. I know you have. Uh, you can just definitely ask me questions about merch if you have it. But man, um, I wouldn't have expected what Brendan did. Uh, Council Six to. Uh, to LARP back in that hard like that. So I don't know. I don't know if the devs can, can like, I'd be curious to hear like their thoughts on that. I'd be so sick to hear like their like real life opinion. I, I like uh, when her silence shares uh, uh, just those perspectives of just like what it felt like to be in that moment. So I fucking heard the trumpet, man. But yeah, do you have any uh, certain questions? Yeah. Um, so, Kind of a bit of redoing this from last time, right? But, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, what, what was your favorite part about, you know, getting everything processed from the design to shipping it out to finalizing the website, all of that stuff? Um, well, it just kind of felt like really, uh, I don't know, like the creative process was, was really different. I'm not a very, um, like, uh, not good at graphic design or art or illustration or drawing very much. You know, I do try, but, you know, so it felt sorry if it, it felt good to uh constructively work with a bunch of other people and just express uh, a vision and be able to kind of like creatively uh come together on that and there was a lot of different people shaping that it wasn't just um poof and bus and boy and myself um there was i mean so many people that kind of came into like a side discord or um was in a dm or that i messaged or reached out and you know, at least contributed an idea and at least those ideas even if they didn't pass through um helped create and shape the vision of this world and i appreciated everyone that did that um you know i look forward to more of it it's like super like not um it's like not a uh an easy thing to do, I would say like making merch, it like costs money to upfront to provide. For sure. So at the end of the day, just super appreciative of everyone that has uh, contributed or um, shared support. So I thank everyone for that. 
Absolutely. And it, it was you who did the Twitter page, certain the merchant, you know, the, the front running role for the Wagdai merch? Yeah. So, it, like, I've uh, I've had my attempt at LARPing on, on some characters and, uh, you know, finally was just, you know, felt comfortable enough to kind of take it to a more, um, I don't know, not serious, but like it just felt felt right you know I'm, I'm kind of in like a sales background myself and uh in IRL so it just felt fun it felt like a cool character to kind of embody and embrace and glad there's actual like kind of a, a face to the vision awesome yeah and it seems like you know the response from the community has been overwhelmingly positive I love how shout out to Rolinorama after you guys launched he he uh he came up with the pixel hat that the wag die weekly host right now is wearing you're wearing and you know, it was obviously very popular in the Discord. Is that is that who really did it? It was Roll. I know there's a bunch of people putting out some some cool stuff out there right when that all happened. That that dude is a machine. Um, shout out to Roll. I wish I wish that that person very well in everything they do. That person <laughs> brings so much just smile and enjoy to, to people's experience here. Yeah, he's amazing. He's amazing. Um, so the hats, huge popularity, <laughs> huge question. Who gets a hat? Um, you know. A hat is kind of just, um, in my opinion, I, I, I've, uh, I've kind of promised a few people a hat because, you know, people have really expressed they, you know, they'd really enjoy to have one. You know, we really wish that, you know, the, the shoe smiles embroidery came out a lot more um, accurate, but it's super fun to see people still um, want to be able to enjoy it and, and share that. So it still looks pretty tight. I wear it. It's pretty cool. Um, so hat, I'd say, I think Prince Hamdo. He owes. He, I owe him one. Yeah, yeah he's he waiting. Answers. We see him. Yeah, he uh, he owes. I owe him one. I know. I think uh, old King Arthur, uh, Enrique asked for one. I think I offered one to Roll. Roll was super helpful. Um, I know Council of Six really wants one. Uh, we got we we got some for the for the community. We got people around here that are definitely gonna be grabbing some hats. Awesome, awesome. Well, Cold World, once again, congratulations on the launch. Thank you for everything you do. We're looking forward to, uh, yeah, what, what comes next with the next stage of Wagtie merch. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I'm, I'm here for it. Okay. And ladies and gentlemen, with that, we're going to take a quick break. Now, obviously, you know, this episode is going to be extra long. Um, so thank you for bearing with us. We're going to take a word from this week's sponsor. And uh, when we come back, it's going to be more Conclave Talk. Good evening, Lost Pilgrim. Are you lonely in the Forsaken Lands? You have no one to speak to about your arduous journeys. Well, have a relaxing conversation with one of our soothing companions. Samantha. Lenora. Foreign Gonsfeld. Call soothing companions. Yeah, Luta's beacon today. So stay tuned. And we are back. Once again, I was told word on the street is that Merlin found that ad from the satchel of her silence. But let's get into a uh, conclave talk. Wolf, what do we got? Thank you. I was uh, still muted by you, so I was like, is it a cruel joke? <laughs> I was like, kept on trying to spam the button. 
Um, yeah, so for the Conclave this week, we had a WIP 10 pass. Um, I believe it was before this week started. And um, that was so 10% of our treasury can be converted to Ethereum, which, you know, it's beautiful timing right now. Um, ETH has uh, come down, you know, since since the proposal was first put out, since the, the merge hype has waned. Um, and uh, I think, you know, it could probably come down a little bit more. Um, which is, you know, excited, excited, even though it wasn't really about timing the market. Um, but I just I know that there's newer people out there um, and within our community. And so I feel like, you know, getting getting a better entry into things will, um, you know, make them sweat a little bit less than had we bought up at, uh, you know, 2000. And, you know, we go down into triple digits or something and they're like, oh, my God, you wasted all your money, blah, blah, blah. So at least at least we're safe there. Um, and uh we, we got word from the keepers they're waiting until after the Fed news this week, which there definitely was some um, some rates raised. Um, and I, I don't I don't fault them for, uh, you know, acting right away. Maybe they're just waiting to get a little bit outside of the hump of that. See where things go. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, as the, the big news, though, um, for the for the conclave was this week um, as just in the whole you know, it was nonstop chaos. You, you have to understand for those who were not there when this war um, was announced and location staking was enabled and it was one thing after another, you know, from the two uh, 17 that entered um, the Nameless Charter and the Swamp Witch Treaty. And when the Swamp Witch Treaty entered, you know, in manacle fashion, just she decided to um, declare, you know, treaty law and abused you know her powers with her within the council with the, within her you know council and um pushed out a snapshot vote trying to free the amalgam um which is this uh you know beautiful creature um some people very much are disgusted by it but uh, you know i think it's misunderstood and uh, she was trying to free it and bring it out <laughs> into battle with her um, which, you know, now, as you know, spoiler alert, she died in battle. So you have to wonder if the amalgam would have also went down. Um, and uh, anyways, it was a interesting, um, you know, moment in time that took place and, and definitely could have been a threat to, uh, you know, our, uh, you know, the conclave and the process of things. But uh, once again, people were, were reminded by, you know, a few things. One, that if you have the power to do something, it can be, it can happen. And we've now since um, fixed that and corrected it. No longer could any one conclave representative push out a vote, even if they wanted to. We've set up a multi-sig and made it so, you know, at least uh, the majority of those, you know, council members need to, uh, you know, agree and sign the transaction in order for <clears throat> a new proposal to, uh, you know, a, a new vote to go out. And furthermore, even when that power was able to be abused and one person was able to put out a snapshot vote, we're once again reminded by the process of things, which is it's left in the hands of the community to decide. You know, it, you know when things go through a proposal process and um, make it to final voting, um, you know, it, it's, it's through the community. And <clears throat> the, the, you know, the, the conclave representatives, the moderators, they, they help you you know, get those proposals and they help them make it to that process. But again, it, it's all comes back to the community for voting and the community voted against um, the, the amalgam coming out into battle. So it, it remains. Um, and uh, yeah, 
that wraps it up for the conclave talk this week unless any of you want to comment on either of those things though hilarious slightly a dangerous move in, in into some regard like having the amalgam if that amalgam got burnt the the process the creation of how we got to that point just being like oh yeah and then that went to the burn address i don't know uh I, the more i thought about I, at first i was very against it but like man i i, I likened it to uh, uh, uh the cave troll in fellowship of the ring i want that uh i want that moment you know where that big beast just comes swinging into the fight and wrecking shit but uh, yeah, obviously, it's a pretty sacred token, uh, not to be thrown lightly. And as we've learned from Detriti herself, uh, <laughs> there there is no safety uh, for being special. There had to be punishment in that. Like you, when they wrote with they wrote that the the code, they said they waited the 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 NFTs based on maybe certain merit or. Uh, uh, I don't know, trait, and they had they had a slap like a hard, just negative roll on them because of that. No, it that's not how that works. So uh, I, again, I I'm I'm not very math or smart, so I could be wrong about this. But the um, that waiting is not individually who lives and who dies. That waiting uh, determines how many uh, within the other camp lives and dies. And then I think which ones live and die is completely random um, within the set in that location. <laughs> That's insane. What, the odds are, what, 15%? Is that what's Yeah, going? exactly, exactly. Yeah, that that's that was what was so in, incredible. And that's why we were so shocked when it happened live. You know, it's just like, I mean, because of the way things were weighted and, you know, there was this, you know, obviously more in favor of uh, the serpent surviving, um, you know, and taking less damage, only 22 were taken from, you know, which is, which is half, you know, of more than half or less than half um, from the 55 of Agora. But even though it was only those 22, it still happened to hit on the treaty of all things, which, you know, I didn't even think about and I, the, the fact that the, the funny, you know, theory that, that you have about it being punishment, but you know, what are the odds, I guess, and like, kind of like, you know, maybe some karma or something, but um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's still, I'm, I'm glad that King corrected that, though, because I don't think the devs planned on um, wiping out the treaty to teach Brennan a lesson. Um, Damn, well, you know what, Brennan, if you're not high off edibles right now, you need to come up and say something. I need to, I need to hear this, this figure from you. I need to hear you and silence have a conversation. I did. I did want to say though too, real quick on just what you were saying, King. Is so I myself like just started really, you know, the excitement of you talking about about the amalgam coming into battle is like. It, I don't think we needed to. It needed to happen for it to happen, but I just still, I really now want to see like an animated, um, you know, video or, or, or reenactment of the treaty just laughing manically, and um, you know pulling on the chains of this like chained up i mean for those who don't know the amalgam is like half bull from beeple's bull run and half cryptode from gremlin's cryptodes and you know it's it's this magnificent creature um, and it's got like a cigarette crown on its head and just anyways imagining the skeleton you know with a flaming skull 
pulling on these chains and this thing squealing, you know, like, like a, like a pig or making these, these God awful sounds. Like it would have just been, it would, that, that in itself would definitely be awesome to see, but I don't think we need to put it out into battle to see it, but just visualizing that alone definitely did, you know, it, it was, yeah, I, I get what you're saying about the, the bringing out the cave troll. I'm sure we'll have another chance. Uh, cave troll was in the, uh, fellowship of the ring. Yes, a very good movie. All right. Okay, listen, let's move into our final segment, Community Highlights. Uh, We got Flappy Crow winners. King, do you want to go over those? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, we got Flappy Crow. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Um, We've got uh, Tenacity, Tally, Heatsy, a new guy, and uh, Zuvington is number one with 844 points. They've gotcha. all been given a uh, brand new wag die and are immortalized forever. Everybody who played got a Flight of Julian tryhard poap, um, and the game is still available. Uh, you can play it yourself at uh, julian.wagdiegame.com. Awesome, and I just saw in the community Discord that uh, Council of Six, I think, is updated uh, wagdie.world pilgrims with search plus new tooltip. <laughs> so that's, that's pretty cool that we just had another, while we were doing this, a live update on that, um, awesome, you know, thing that was built by, by both a uh, council of six and Prince Hamdo just since this battle started to, to make it easier to visualize and track everything. Um, another little thing I saw earlier, uh, is that, so for those who don't know, Prince Hamdo um, had a proposal pass to create Wagdai.world, which is the map and everything. And we've now learned that in addition to everything else he was already doing and was part of his proposal, they're going to be incorporating the Slash Pilgrims and combining the two. Um, it's a grander vision about incorporating location staking with the map, um, which will come with menu bars, navigation, and uh, imagine basically being able to stake and unstake on the map. Imagine clicking on location and seeing who is staked at a location, who died at a location. Imagine non-standard locations appearing there as well, like the encampment and bulwark. Um, that is the plan. So something kind of cool to, to think about. And, um, you know, again, this world, uh, you know, Wagday.world um, proposal was, was for this map and the big finale kind of showcase thing um was this timeline slider that he's been working on and now we've now now we i guess we get a little bonus a little extra something being added to this as well based on current events and this extra part of the thing that they've created so just to just to once again highlight and show how incredible our community is as well as uh the the process i guess of the conclave and proposals passing and um our treasury and the things people will do um and uh, with that, um, for our community shout outs, I wanted to um, Eleanor for her incredible artwork, Ors, the the Ors, the Forbidden, had great questions about staking. Um, Basarex, somebody I just saw and knew today uh, in the Discord who's been very um, you know vocal, had a lot of questions that I think might even stake somebody into this battle. Um, Zayla Soul came into the discord really hot and just right away jumped into the forsaken lands larp channel which 
you know, after highlighting that, I've seen there's actually been a couple people that have been coming in the Discord brand new and getting right into the Forsaken lands. And that is that's really awesome to see. When we first put this thing up, I think it was Merlin or somebody who was asking for it. You know, it was kind of quiet and barren, not much activity, and it's picked up steam. Um, maybe gathers helped get people comfortable and ready for it, or just all the increased uh, LARPing we've had across Twitter and everybody in character. Um, MarcoPolo.eth is a musician in the Conclave. Um, and I know this because there's a section there where you can kind of just list out your skills and such. And he let everybody know that he has eight plus years experience, um, which is awesome to see. We got some musicians. Um, Zero the Blind Rat, again, another new person who came into the Discord, um, <clears throat> as well as Bobby Digital, Triantor, and Bin. Great job with that, Wolf. Yeah, I like how you were saying, like, a lot of new faces but this event has also brought a lot of old faces back into you know shout out to people like oswald um, who's been around since early days and now he's coming back all the all these old people coming in to see see what all the hubbub's about um on the lighter side of things too we had young surf playing out with the narrative on his own um what, yeah, bro, what is that going on <laughs> there hilarious. that is an insane turn of events he just commits to it. That's what makes it so great. He goes in 100%. Young Surf shows up to places late in our adventure. Um, so he showed up to a burning church where he uh, he shot a firefighter with an AK-47. And uh, he, he's now facing the legal ramifications and the juris, juris, judicial process. And uh, he, he lost, as he should have. And he's uh, sitting in jail. So uh, you you got to give him 100 uh, free surf tweets in order to bail him out. I, I think that's what's going on. It's, you know, I, um, yeah, so usually he shows up to places late, but this I think this is the first time he showed up to the wrong place. <laughs> like, not even, it's not our burning church and a firefighter. Like, I think he, you know, went somewhere, went to another world, essentially, I, I have to imagine, especially since he, um, you know, pulled out an AK-47, which is not something I, I think exists in Wagdai. Um, you know, and it, it looks uh, looks a little furry. Um, but yeah, it, it, quite the character. Uh, when I first started hearing the headlines about what was going on with him before we saw the the actual event taking place, I thought he was talking about like shooting, you know, like I was thinking like maybe with his camera, cause usually he's taking selfies. And so like, I thought maybe he was like at our church and like taking pictures where he shouldn't or something. I, I didn't like, or, or watch, watching people die on the battle and just taking, I don't know. I was, my mind was running places and it did not think at all, literally what it was and where he was and any of that. So shout out to surf, uh, free young surf. Also a uh, quick shout out to, uh, the laughter and death account. I don't know if you guys have been following this, but they seem to be doing something very different, which is creating these uh, these coffin pieces of artwork and passing them out to uh, members of the community with uh, a certain purpose. So, um, yeah, yeah, I it's, think... it's it Go started ahead. out. Um, the, the those were, there was two. There was one given to Julian. Um, laughter, which seems very appropriate and fitting, and death was given to Merlin. Um, you know, kind of, I think, is appreciation tokens for their contributions to things. Um, and then it seemed around the time that the war, uh, you know, or the location staking came out, 
one was passed off to uh you know brennan council of six for in honor of detreaty and another was passed to end for um <clears throat> a nameless charter and again laughter went to the nameless charter death went to detreaty um but then in addition to that uh four warriors were sent from the serpent tribe um all very much like you know of the serpent you could definitely tell by their traits and characteristics um and each one of those was in honor of those people so there's one that's um in tribute to merlin it looks like merlin <laughs> um I, I they're definitely worth checking out if you go to the laughter and death uh twitter um you can definitely check out their profile and see you know all of these these different things that have happened but recent update today um and i think this happened before they knew that the crow was going to be in battle was uh, after the treaty had fallen and location staking was open again the laughter and death themselves have entered the battle so laughter and death along with four others um from their you know yeah are are, are in the in the in this in this war as well and again if, if you go to wagday.world slash pilgrims and look like I don't, you know, there, there may be some, some floor wag die. Like, I don't, I don't know, maybe floor wag die don't even exist anymore because of all the burning. I mean, there, maybe there is still some that are, but like, I just see tons of grails, tons of really good looking pieces and all of them are at risk. So, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well said. Um, yeah, I guess final shout out would be, uh, you know, to to we're, we're in a war, guys, and Her Silence and uh, Council of Six in particular, I feel like have done a tremendous job in kind of rallying their respective sides and, you know, getting everyone riled up and prepared. So uh, shout out to them. Anything else you guys had? Yeah, I mean, I, I, there's just one last piece is that I, I keeps my me up at night is that the serendipity of like all of these dev designed pieces coming together as we finally choose to go to the church it's like magic you know like this thing is either being built super fast around us or there's like a level of intentionality and pre-design that continues to amaze me so uh shout out to the devs and uh, i i meant to say this earlier on the point when when we were talking about um the community's ability to influence and change the story devs if you're out there listening i hope you are enjoying the shock and awe of the surprises and changes to your story and your world as much as we are having influencing it uh it's a lot for an author to surrender that to a community uh and i hope that the uh exhilaration of seeing what happens uh, as the dice get cast is worth it for you because it's uh, an incredibly good show for all of us and uh um, I'm, I'm happy to be part of it. It's, it's uh, been a, a super fun ride and I can't wait to see what happens at the end of this war. Let's go. We're all going to die. Same. I'm just going to echo the same and leave everybody with a little bit of a teaser for next week. Something that we're going to talk about, but, uh, that Twitter account Ouroboros and, uh, the eight, um, had a had a had played a part in this role in this war and i i feel bad for king um and 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 the wiki and kind of keeping things out but you know don't want to spoil surprises 
Um, we'll dive into this next week. <laughs> the wiki must know all. You have to tell me whatever it is. Oh, two new wiki. There's actually two. There's probably going to be four new wiki updates by the time you hear this, but um, tons of new wiki story episodes. I, I spent hours and hours last night writing, so um, there's tons of new stuff for you to read if you want to catch up. All right, there we go. Everyone, thanks for joining us today. Once again, Wagdai is a Web3-based project that utilizes theatrical storytelling with fantasy role-playing to create an immersive adventure experience. We'll see you all next week, and remember, we are all going to die. Agora, number one, number one, number one. Okay. Did you hear the trumpet? Okay. Did you hear the trumpet? Okay. Number one, number one, number one. Okay. 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 Did you hear the trumpet? That's a fucking trumpet. That's a fucking trumpet, dude. Did you hear that fucking trumpet? The treaty? You're fucking done, bro. Nameless charter? Fucking done. Okay. 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 Good fucking Did you hear that fucking trumpet, Brennan? Did you hear that fucking trumpet? Agora? Agora? Number one. Number one. Number one. Okay. 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 Did you hear the trumpet game? Over! Whoa, I love the treaty. I love the treaty.